0: With gratitude, we, the students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School Class of 2026, stand here today among our friends, families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home we also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, We commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism, listening and amplifying voices for positive change. We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine. Knowing that health is intimately connected to our environment, we commit to healing our planet and communities. We vow to embrace our role as community members and strive to embody cultural humility. We promise to continue restoring trust in the medical system and fulfilling our responsibilities as educators and advocates. We commit to collaborating with social, political, and additional systems to advance health equity. We will learn from the scientific innovations made before us and pledge to advance and share this knowledge with peers and neighbors. We recognize the importance of being in community with and advocating for those we serve.
1: Minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn UN. You're taking your right to self defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in their guns. The unions always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell. Hey, I gotta be free.
2: Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and glad to have you along for the ride. Time of the actual broadcast happens to be on the date of October the 16th, so it is indeed Sunday, and that means. Today is the traditional day for the Sunday afternoon conversation with the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, Mr. Ron Edwards. So he will be joining me today. But before we get to that and before we start that conversation, which we probably will split up between the two hours uh today's broadcast, I wanted to start the show talking about, well, I'm going to start the show talking about Senator Bernie Sanders. You see, he had some harsh criticism for the Federal Reserve. Uh, seems that Bernie, uh, being a socialist and not truly understanding economics, still decides that he understands enough to know that <clears throat> if you're going to do certain things, that it tends to hurt the American people. Now, he was on Meet the Press, and he was talking about how the Fed's policy of Raising interest rates, thereby slowing down the economy, you know, in an effort to lower inflation, is actually making difficult times worse for working Americans. And you know what? He's right about that. That much is true. Let's take a look at what he had to say, though. Uh, Quoting now, And I'm not going to try a Bernie Sanders impersonation, although at some point I need to work on one and get a really good one. Anyway, I think they're hurting the situation. I think that it is wrong to be saying the way we're going to deal with inflation is by lowering wages and increasing unemployment. That is not what we should be doing. This inflation thing is a real issue. It's a global issue. But at a time when working families are struggling and the people on top are doing phenomenally well, I think you don't go after the working people. Really, Bernie, is that what you think? Sanders also said that he would not raise interest rates any further, but he refused to attribute reckless government spending as the root cause of the inflation. Instead, Sanders, as is often the case with socialists and Democrats, he repeated what the Democrats' stance has been on the issue all along, blaming the supply chain disruptions from the COVID pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and, of course, greedy corporate interests, Uh, these corporations and their greed, you know, if you're not a socialist, if you're not into to just reallocating all the resources into the hands of the people who have no idea what to do with those resources, well then, it's your fault. Inflation globally is caused by the pandemic? Yeah. Okay, except not really. You see, inflation started globally because, well... It started because governments around the world have been artificially inflating their economies for some time. The Federal Reserve is not the only place that has been involved with simply printing more cash. Again, this senator is a socialist. Uh, Absolutely, positively, without doubt, he does not understand how economics actually works. He doesn't get it. So, among all the people who could be making these ridiculous statements, <clears throat> I'm probably willing to give him a little more of a pass than most, because even though he's definitely old enough to know better, he's simply never been taught. He's never had a real job his entire life. He's the only profession he's ever had is that of professional politician. He's never had to meet a payroll. He's never actually been responsible for anything that he couldn't pass off the blame and the responsibility to someone else. So how would he know? But here's the dirty little secret there, Bernie. What the Federal Reserve is doing now by raising interest rates, which will hurt the economy further, it will start costing jobs, it is the only tool they have to try to slow down this runaway inflation that is the direct result of over-exuberant governmental spending. And that's me being diplomatic in how I describe it. Did the artificial shutdown that came as a result of the reactions slash over-reactions to the pandemic uh, further create an issue? Yes, absolutely. But, here's the the little thing that nobody on the Democratic side ever wants to even acknowledge, let alone talk about. If you had not changed a single policy from the previous administration, as things were to open up, you would have had the most historic return, the most historic economic recovery in history, because this shutdown, artificially created an economic problem. Artificially, if you had simply just said, okay, we're open again, everything's back to normal, and not changed any of the policies, left us, energy independent, left the, the business uh, acumen, all of the removals of obstacles, a little less regulation here, a lot less regulation there, if you'd left those in place, then... You would have had such an economic boom. You could have been bragging about it forever, Joe. Your legacy, even though it would have simply been taking credit for what Donald Trump had done, we know politicians aren't above that kind of thing, that would have been your legacy. And that's what every Democrat would have touted from now until the end of the next century. There would have been at least a decade of Democrats being elected for reasons that would have been so false and fundamentally wrong, but it wouldn't have stopped the average American voter from buying into the ridiculous stories and lies that these Democrats would have been telling, because, you know, we won. They keep talking about how Bill Clinton presided over such a great economic boom, when clearly that economic boom was a result of the contract with America. That economic boom was a direct result of the refusal to budge from Newt Gingrich. Their willingness to shut down the government and did shut down the government on multiple occasions in order to force Bill Clinton to the negotiating table, in order to force the Democrats to agree to common sense things that would help the country. It's not a surprise. It's not a mystery. And it's there for anybody who wants to go look at the history. You can still find it, at least for now. It's readily available with some basic research. So if you have a dem or a lefty or just some somebody who is historically ignorant on the topic, influence them to check it out for themselves. It's there. The feds... Uh, The Federal Reserve is simply trying to correct the mess that was made by Joe Biden and his administration. People that you continue to vote with, caucus with, and support, Bernie. This whole idea of modern monetary theory has led to the destruction of a great deal of our economy. And this is the only tool, the only tool that the Federal Reserve has to try and correct the damage that you and your minions, your friends, and your cohorts have created. Period. End of that discussion. Before we go any further, definitely also want to talk about another story. want to sneak this in definitely before we start the Sunday afternoon conversation. You see, in Virginia... There's been a bill introduced by Democrats that would criminally prosecute parents who don't affirm their kids' transgenderism. Now, before we dive into it, I would like to point out that a previous attempt at this very same bill was co-sponsored. By a state senator who served jail time for having sex with a teenager just just so you know who's supporting this now, Virginia is a place that is now currently under the control of the Republican Party, so the likelihood of this bill moving very far isn't very strong. But you see, this is political grandstanding. You have a ton of Democrats that are so far out of touch that they honestly, genuinely believe that this is a winning issue for them. They honestly believe that they, the state, should have control of our children. They honestly believe that they should make decisions for our children that parents should not be a part of, that parents aren't smart enough to decide, that parents shouldn't even step onto the field of discussion when it comes to what these children are going to do. This Virginia Democrat lawmaker says that she will, in fact, introduce legislation to have parents criminally prosecuted for the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad crime of not affirming their child as being transgender. Teachers and social workers would be required by law to report parents to child protective services in the state of virginia under this bill as it is envisioned by delegate elizabeth guzman guzman told wjla that quote it could be a felony it could be a misdemeanor but we know that cps charge could harm your employment, could harm their education. Because nowadays, many people do child protective service databases searches before offering employment. You see there? Not only do they want to come after the parents, they want to make it part of their record. They want to threaten their livelihood. Parents, stop. Stop standing up to us, or we'll not only come after you, we'll come after your jobs. Will come after your ability to earn a living. Guzman, a social worker by trade, went public with her plans to introduce the bill a week after the Daily Wire had reported that a National Association of School Psychologists officially named Amy Cavana uh, boasted that she was working with an unnamed state delegate matching Guzman's description to craft this exact legislation, saying, quote, I want to see a kid in a home with food and shelter and insurance and support, but I also don't want to lose kids to death. Okay, you don't want to lose kids to death. That seems reasonable, right? But Carvana said, adding that, quote, I will not deny the fact that I have put parents in their place in my office or at school. Now, you catch it? I have put parents in their place. I don't think you have, there, Carvana, because their place is in making these kind of decisions for their children. Their place is in knowing that they pay your salary, that you work for them if you are a public servant. Now, in this place, Amy Carvana is not the uh, person in question, But Guzman is, Guzman being the one that's actually introducing this legislation, the gateway, the conduit for this second attempt. Carvana is also affiliated with a group called Pride Liberation Project that said that it would pick up trans and gay teens who didn't like their parents and work with other supportive adult organizations in the region to find you someone you can uh, provide you with with kind and affirming home, with a kind and affirming home. In other words, uh, willing to come kidnap children from their parents. I'm going to take you away from your parents because you're mad at them. I don't like my mom. She's mean to me. Ah, uh, how is she mean to you? She doesn't let me wear makeup and go out on a date. How old are you? I'm twelve. Maybe your mom's right. <gasps> no, I don't like you. I mean, this is literally the mindset of the children that we are talking about, that parents have a obligation to try to protect. And unfortunately now, if, this, if these Democrats were to have their way and make no mistakes about it, these are Democrats in the state of Virginia. There's Democrats all across this country at state and federal levels who want to do the exact same thing, that want to criminalize a parent actually parenting. That want to criminalize these people standing up and saying, these are my children, and you don't get a say here. Now, Carvana also, uh, like I said, affiliated with this group, uh, had helped to push a similar bill, and it was quietly introduced back in 2020 uh, by Guzman uh, then and four other Democrats immediately after they took control of the legislature in the uh, 2019 elections. It redefined the term abused or neglected child to include one whose parents, quote, inflicts, threatens to create or inflict, or allows to be created or inflicted upon such child a physical or mental injury on the basis of that child's gender identity or sexual orientation. Now, you notice how vague the wording is there? The only thing that's specific is they're trying to protect gender, radical gender theory identities. They're trying to protect that for the children because they know that if they've got these kids at a teenager level, perhaps not even through puberty yet, in some cases not even started puberty yet, that if they can get these kids young enough to bind into that their identity may be something other than their biological reality, that these are kids they can continue to manipulate and control moving forward. They've got their hooks in them, and they do not want anybody talking sense back into these children. These children will grow up to be the mindless zombie drones that these type of leftists require in order to maintain power and to continue to grow it. The sole Senate sponsor of the 2020 bill, like I already mentioned, was Joe Morrissey who served prison time for contributing to the delinquency of a minor after sleeping with his teenage secretary. Now, why did he have a teenage secretary to begin with? He accepted a plea deal after initially being indicted on possession of child pornography and other charges. So this guy, why why is he might be interested in trying to kidnap children away from parents? One of the lower chamber's co-sponsors was uh, an individual whose political career rested on saying that President Donald Trump was separating families of immigrants. When, in fact, his father was banned from the country after September 11th of 2001 because he was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Donald Trump was separating members of my family. The my family who were immigrants turns out, uh, actually, sounds like your dad was, uh, very likely a terrorist. Now, the 2020 bill 2020, we'll say it died in committee, and this brand new one, well, it has no chance of passing now because Republicans control the House of Delegates. It won't even come to needing to be vetoed by the Republican governor. But uh, it still doesn't change the fact that they tried to push this yet again, and they're going to try to push this yet again. They're making their plans clear. And if you're doing this this close to midterm elections, it is intended to give them a bump. They believe in their heart of hearts that they're going to be able to turn this into an issue that allows them to win elections but let, let's let's play this out for a second if this bill was implemented if the bill could go further than anything that uh, these folks really thought it could have it could be a situation where child protective services would have the power to take Abuse children from their parents and place them into foster care with the definition of abuse being simply saying, "Um, no, no, son, you're not a girl. You're a boy. I've seen your plumbing. That's all it would take to be uh, claimed under this law that they're being abused. This is the equivalent of the state being the abductor of children. This is the state being the abductor of children on behalf of the transgender cult. Virginia is the state where George Soros backed prosecutors with a reputation for leniency for violent criminals personally tried to put a parent in jail for disorderly conduct after that parent was angry at a school board meeting because his daughter had been raped in a school bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. The boy avoided being placed on the sex offender registry due to what his lawyer said was a failure by the prosecutor to file the correct paperwork. Virginia Democrats are angry because Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin has introduced a model policy that says that schools should not hide a student's gender transition from his or her parents. They're angry because Governor Youngkin has tried to create parental rights in a fashion that actually defends the parents' rights to be the parents. Heaven forbid! What a crazy idea! What a crazy concept! These same people are going to try to do the same thing and every other state if if they even if they're not pushed back now if you don't push back now everywhere if you don't let your elected officials know exactly how you feel about how much power a state has in getting between you as a parent and your children whether you agree with gender transitioning or not if you're allowed to let this particular camel get its nose under the tent then there is no limit No limit at all to how far they will take this. Just keep that in mind. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will hear from uh, my friend, Ron Edwards. Don't go anywhere. Be back right after this. You're listening to Tap into the Truth.
1: It's all been done. It's all been done. It's all been done before.
3: Congratulations to former House Representative Tulsi Gabbard on her decision to leave the Democrat Party. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the original book being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, Ms. Gabbard explained that she could no longer remain in today's Democrat Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms and liberties are hostile to the people of faith, demonizing the police and protecting criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans. They believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Tulsi Gabbard is one of many who have had enough of the demonic Democrat Party of skyrocketing inflation, unaffordable petrol. The literal destruction of our great cities while balkanizing a republic. Also, Ms. Gabbard hopefully will reconsider her support for Bernie Sanders' socialist policies and trimester abortions. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri County Liberty Coalition. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. So I'll say this. The president has been very clear, you know. As you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear. uh Uh, uh... The president is doing what... The president is your... The president is... These are items that the president has been very clear on. End quote. Repeat the line. Uh, uh, uh... And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear. I was to put him... Uh, foot, foot, excuse me. The president's been very clear. Why? Look, the the president, president has been, been very, clear. very clear. But is he going to <laughs> specify
0: exactly? No, but he has.
3: The best way to get something done that, uh... uh, uh
2: if you, if you hold near and dear to you, that you uh,
3: um, like to be able to, uh,
2: uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for uh, staying with us through that very brief break. And it is, again, time for that weekly tradition. And and I really hate it on the weeks that we miss it. So uh, very much uh, enjoying the fact that uh, another week We are getting to do it. It is the Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards, which, of course, means that once again, I'm joined by the purveyor, the Edwards Notebook, and the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show once again, Mr. Ron Edwards. Uh, Ron, first and foremost, as always, thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. I know the listeners do as well. And how are you doing today?
3: Excellent. Thanks so much for jo- uh, for allowing me on your show again. It's always an honor to be here and to present uh, whatever um, God uh, allows me to, to you, your audience and everything, but uh, it's an honor. And thanks again.
2: Well, uh, if I... If I miss a cue here and there or if I uh, slip up, uh, please forgive me. I did enjoy the uh, University of Tennessee victory over Alabama into the wee hours of the morning this morning because it was so long overdue. And being a fan of the good guys in Orange, it was just too hard to to step away from the celebrations, uh, the cigar and all the uh, online festivities. Uh, We were having a blast here in Knoxville. I know it's kind of silly uh, with everything else going on to be so you know. excited about college football but dang it Ron if we don't have some distractions from the craziness of the world and get some enjoyment from it what's the point of being here right
3: you know i love college football in fact i love it more i've always loved it but i now i love it now more than ever because i've backed off to a degree from professional football uh not because i don't like the sport anymore or anything like that i love the sport but uh, the people running it and running it into the ground Not only politically But the stupid regulations um, You know They're almost turning it Into flag football When it comes to Tackling the quarterback For example I'm sure you're aware That recent controversy Is just so asinine What's going on in, in professional sports The kneeling I never got over that And all that But college football Is is, is really fun I would love In fact I'm just going to Go out on a limb And guess Was it Was the last time Tennessee defeated Alabama And I'm, I'm I promise you I'm, I'm just guessing it. Was it either – was it around 2006, somewhere around there?
2: Yes, sir, 2006.
3: Oh, man. Okay, I knew because I think um, – was Peyton Manning quarterback? Oh, no, he was already gone.
2: Yeah, he had been gone for a bit
3: by then. Yeah, okay.
2: Uh, the bottom line is uh, waited uh, better than 15 years. You know, I, I love college football mostly because unlike professional football, You never know when an upset's going to happen. Upsets are way more frequent, and there's still a lot of the ball can take a bounce in a different fashion than what you expect. A a couple of special teams plays and some some momentum, and all of a sudden somebody who shouldn't uh, be winning. Uh, is running away with it. And you just don't get that in the pros very often. Every rare occasion, and I know when I was younger, I used to, to watch a lot of uh, NFL football too, uh, and I was turned off away from pro way before the politics started ruining it just because kind of realized, you know what, I'm looking at the Vegas makers and I'm looking at how they figured that out. Once you uh, see that for yourself, it's like there's not really very many surprises in these games. It's like uh, still watching the plays can be fun, but it the end of all of it it's pretty much what you should have expected going in and that kind of took away some of that joy (laughs) so it's like college that's just not the same case Mm. anyway okay with with all that as being said and there are political things to get to so uh let's start with the the big to-do this weekend over a certain video that surfaced with a certain joseph robinette biden jr who (laughs) comes up behind this little girl and puts his hand creepily upon her shoulder and kind of gets up in her personal space and starts trying to tell her not to have a serious boyfriend until she's 30. Uh, And the girl tries to play it off, and she's like, who is this weird, creepy man? It's the the look and the tone she has. So maybe she won't be as terribly traumatized as you might have been if she knew he was. Beyond that, I I think the other thing that's most telling, if you see the different footage, uh, the... Secret Service agent, when he realized what was happening, so desperately tried to stop them from filming this because he knew that this is just going to play up to the same old creepy, handsy, feely, touchy, not so nice, creepy Uncle Joe uh, image that he's had for a long time. But in your opinion, is this something that is still justice telling of, of this? of his mindset and where he's been for a long time or is this maybe once again just something where okay he's just a, an older guy who thinks that's being friendly and uh, something that other older gentlemen might do with no ill intent uh, because I've heard this excuse before, and I've even heard folks talk about how well there's nothing pervy going on because their parents are right there, and he knows the cameras. That doesn't mean nothing pervy's happening. This means that he might be getting that extra perviness where he knows by his position he can get away with it. Now, what what are your thoughts on this? Because I. I think it's pretty creepy myself.
3: It's creepy. It's wrong. It's a bad public image for our nation. It's something that should be targeted by those who uh, understand moral issues. It should be a big deal. Um, Preachers, I think, should have been uh, mentioning this from the pulpits and and really scripturally attacking this kind of behavior. Your uh, leaders and your leader's offspring should not be public perverts. They shouldn't be private perverts either. But when your society becomes so loose, that they realize that they can get away with it, doing it publicly. And you know, everything the United States does, the planet watches. I realize that whenever I've gone overseas, I realize how important this nation really is, even amongst those that don't like this country. And for us to have uh, such a family that their they're they're, they're members are like this, whether it's their son or whomever, it's a creepy family. It's a criminal organization family. And this is what they're all about. They are immoral, creepy, communist, uh, leftist, uh, just totally vulgar, vulgarized people. But there's one caveat. There's one 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 flying even in that ointment that makes it all worse. As my dad used to tell me when I was a little boy, it's true what we say about our politicians, many, many in many cases. But the sad truth is they are a reflection of the people because if we were a moral nation, we would not have a Biden in that position to choose from. He would not have gotten to that position without at least covering it up like John Kennedy, who was uh, a womanizer. But I guess that's not the worst thing. So was King David. So I, that was not an, a good example. So excuse that. But um, they were they were able to even cover up J- uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, who was a, a very immoral individual. At least he put forth the image publicly that Okay, this, that, and the other. And then other details came out later. Same thing with the Bushes. At at least they put on, tried to put on the persona to to the point where George W. Bush totally fooled me. He fooled me like, oh my God, like I was a child because I really thought that he was a real Christian, uh, born again and all of that. And When he asked for prayer and he didn't get it, I think that helped lead, open the door for his falling away, in my opinion. And he went closer and closer more toward to become more like his dad. But, yeah, um, Tim, this is a foul. I love I love the United States. Don't get me wrong, but this is a very foul place. And for this nation of liberty, which we're not anymore, uh, we're we're liberty in, in, in name only for us to produce such human debris that is in, in the leadership position of the most powerful nation in the history of the world. This is, I, I, I've, I'm kind of nervous when it comes to our nation.
2: Well, I mean, there was a time, Ronnie, I know we've discussed this before and I keep bringing it up. So my listeners are probably tired of hearing me say this almost as much as the definition of democracy, uh, because I go there a lot. Uh, but, Uh, Ultimately, there was a time in our political history not that long ago when the appearance of impropriety was enough to force people to step away, Mm -hmm. and the rationale there was because they believed there'd be no way to win an election if enough people believed this narrative, whether it was true or not. It was you'd step away and fight it uh, away from the uh, campaign, let somebody else step up. Uh, And, you know, if it's completely a false narrative and a bunch of lies, then you make sure that you go off, you fight those false claims, and then once you have proven that you're innocent, then you can step back into that realm and throw your hat back in the ring. But in the meanwhile, you still step away because you don't want that distraction. And that was because... Those people running for office still believed that the average elector, the average person that was going to show up in the voting booth, was going to vote based on a moral stance. The fact that we now believe that, well, we fight it, we deny it, even if we know it's true, after we get elected, it doesn't matter. The fact that we have seen people falsely accuse presidential candidates of... Tax evasion and and fraud and lying and then after they lose the election called out on it and those same accusers say well it worked didn't it like all of a sudden everything's fair in politics that there are no longer boundaries drawn and that that it doesn't matter if you're moral or not it does speak a lot to the people that are voting, that are showing up in the voting booths, and to the fact what our founding fathers warned us about early on when it came to the topic of party politics, and that is eventually it would become a matter of team sport. It would be a matter of blue needs to beat red or red needs to beat blue, and it doesn't matter what else happens or how you go about doing it. And that's where we are, and I think that is also being reflected here.
3: Wow. Can I give you an example of what you just said? Go right ahead. Congressional candidate for New York's 12th district, Mike Mike Ickes, his name should be Icky, who is an independent, which means Democrat, has pulled quite the stunt to get more attention. Ickes, or Icks, hopes to unseat Representative Jerry Nadler, Boris Batanoff. His platform includes sex positivity and support for legalizing so-called sex work. To prove he's more than just talk, Itkus, or Mr. Ick, was willing to bear all and no, not in an interview. The candidate filmed and released a sex tape he made with an adult film star in hopes of pumping up support and getting his name into the race. There's a lot more details, uh, some of it pretty seedy, but the fact is that it backs up what you just said. They they used to try to put forth an image of mor- morality, and if there was impropriety or or whatever, they would step down. This guy's thinking the opposite. Well, if I if I show that I'm you know uh, an immoral guy, I'll get more support because. It is perceived that the American public are immoral and support this garbage. And most of the American public who are Democrats or people like Lizard Cheney, Republicans, Kinzinger and others, they all support immorality. So you hit a home run right there with your with your description. I just want I just shared with you an example to back up what you were saying.
2: Uh, Well, thank you. Uh, Always good to have the receipts as the young people and all the Democrats who are lying, like to say. And speaking of having the receipts and Democrats who are lying along with some rhinos, other big story this week that I think really just kind of, Puts a spotlight on how desperate the Democrats are going into the midterms. We had uh, what amounts to the season finale of the January 6th uh, (laughs) hearings. Uh, I put it like that because it feels like the whole thing's been produced for television. Possibly the worst series ever created. So bad that they couldn't even uh, get Netflix to air it. Uh, (laughs) in, In the season finale, the big twist at the end, Ron, they've subpoenaed. The former president of the United States, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist... (laughs) <laughs> of course, that's uh, Mr. Donald John Trump, and I saw this, and I was on air when I first came across uh, the full notification, because uh, i had heard a little bit about it, and then it really started making the news, and I kind of uh, went off on it then, uh, changed the entire direction of my show at the time, and it's just it's funny to me that this is how desperate they've become because throughout the entirety of this non nothing burger because i mean it doesn't even doesn't even elevate itself to the point of being a nothing burger it's just nothing at all they still manage to try and pretend like they're trying to save the republic uh, although several of them keep saying the democracy which also you know how i feel about that it's so ridiculous because Not even that they've done it, but the way legacy media has tried to cover this, because they've tried to make it sound like, well, now Donald Trump doesn't have a choice. He has to show up, or he's breaking so much precedence, when in fact, yes, there have been some presidents sitting and some former presidents at the time that have showed up for committee hearings to testify, but there's been more that haven't than who have. And it's almost always been voluntary, and there's really no legal process to force him into this. And even if they did try to push a legal process, by the time it would be adjudicated, this Congress will be done. And there's so little likelihood that Democrats will still be in control of the next Congress, or certainly at least the Congress that's in place by the time the litigation's done, because we may be talking about more than one sitting Congress. It's just such a ridiculous thing, but again, I, I'm I'm running my mouth on the topic, and uh, let me sit back and let you uh, have your say.
3: Um, I'm enjoying what you're saying because you're you're you're, you're speaking truth, and it doesn't matter if I'm saying it or you're saying it. It's 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 the truth, and again, it's a sad reflection of our society or what these I don't know what do you want to call them. I can't say bad words. But these people, these individuals in this committee, this fake committee, and the only reason they they can even get as far as they have with a total minus nothing burger, is because we have a lot of foolish people in the in the American um, public who support taking down Donald Trump so so much because they are in favor of open border, they are in favor of uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, the real reason why there was Black Lives Matter in the first place—to get rid of the black man, out of the, get him out of the, the permanently knock out the authority of the black man out of the family, out of community, which sets the stage, stage rather, to get rid of the man generally out of society and make men more and more unimportant. I mean, you, you, when you look at all that's going, all these working parts which this committee hearing, whether it's. Um, Uh, what's going on at the border. They're all working for one thing, the Black Lives Matter movement. All of these mayors, Democrat mayors across the country, they're all destroying in their sphere of influence. They're all working to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy with the permission of about 50% of the American people. This horrible reflection. At one time, you would say that someone like Lori Lightfoot, for example, is a horrible reflection of, on our society. No, she is a reflection of our society. Big difference. At one time, you could not run the city of Chicago in this in this manner. You know the record of um, Mayor Daley, who was you know he was kind of a mean individual, kind of corrupt in in some ways, racketeering and all that. But when it came to run doing his job as mayor, it was the city that worked. It was the city that convinced Sears to build at the, what was at that time the world's tallest building. And had they maintained what they had going then, the momentum, they would have been ha- having buildings there two and 3,000 stories tall. The reason why I know this, Tim, is because I saw plans. But capitalism, even though we've been prosperous, the free market economic system of, of America has really gone haywire. We had good spurts under Reagan and Trump, but those were nothing compared to what things were expected to be had we remained on that trajectory that we were on. That's why they can afford to build three thousand foot buildings in Dubai and not here. I mean, there is so many little details. If people really wanted to get into the to, to the weeds and to understand how our lives could be much better than they are now, we, Tim, when I when I went to I was a little boy, I went to this. This thing I I don't know if it traveled around to where you are in in, in Tennessee, but there was something called the Parade of Progress. And they were projecting what life would be like in the 21st century. And I was like, oh, man. But see, they were basing it on where we were at that time. And if we were to continue growing unfettered uh, uh, economically based upon a free market economic system and how much greater, it wouldn't have been all that building and stuff in Dubai. Those buildings would have been built here, those monster buildings. We've come close in, in New York and Chicago, but well, not really, because s- some buildings in Dubai are twice as tall as the tallest built skyscrapers of Chicago and uh, New York.
2: Well, see, I think it's a really good example. You keep mentioning Dubai, and a big thing about Dubai and the United Arab Emirates as a whole is while there is still a certain amount of Islamic uh, authority that's exercised there, for the most part, they have embraced what actual free market economics should be. They take full advantage of their opportunities, and they've managed to grow and become a jewel of the world by doing exactly that, including lessening the uh, most brutal aspects of Islamic law, uh, and allowing visitors to uh, have spaces in dubai in particular where it's okay to to be American where it's okay to not have to be an islamic uh, faith-based uh, tenant if you will uh, they uh, they've embraced that and if we had managed to to hang on to the idea of free market uh, economies here rather than the perversion into capitalism the perversion into crony capitalism and then of course occasions of flat out socialism and still trying to call it capitalism which i still prefer the terminology of free market economics because you know the the full terminology of capitalism comes from marx and i think he misdefined it as well so if you are calling something capitalism that's not strictly speaking by definition the same thing as a free market economy Uh, If we could return to that, where everybody is uh, negotiating what they believe to be a fair rate for their efforts, then then everybody has a better chance to be successful. And uh, the the very points you're making, yes, progress, true progress, not the so-called progressive version of progress. Uh, True progress is based on people being free to pursue their best opportunities. And that requires a certain amount of liberty. It also requires a certain amount of risk-taking and always the possibility of failure because that's what motivates you to be better, knowing that you may fail, uh, which is why this whole idea of uh, equity as they have redefined it in modern economic terms is such a, it's, it's a joke. You cannot guarantee the end result for people unless you're guaranteeing that we will all be equally miserable at the
3: end. And that is the only thing they can guarantee when they try to force a guarantee on us. That is every time the only thing that their guarantees have brought forth is equal misery, whether it's starvation in Africa, whether it's economic abuse in in, in um, Europe or educational stupidity here in the United States of America. It's just everywhere that they, they try to make everything the same. It just doesn't work. Human human beings were created, each one different, by God. Yes, there are principles that are the same, that we are to adhere to in order to have a civilized society, in order to have a prosperous society, etc., etc. However, within those parameters of principles is the allowance of us, in our different ways, doing good, Because we all can't be police officers. We all cannot be builders. We all are not politicians. We all are not the same thing. And so, therefore, there are going to be different levels of success and failure, as we all, well, those of us who try, we all experience success and failure. I mean, that's a part of life. It's up and down. It's called a roller coaster. And until the young are, you know, the teaching of that is reestablished. Not only in school but in at home, I my first lesson about uh, the ups and downs, even economically in life were, were taught at home. I mean, I got some hardcore free market uh, economic lessons when you know when when I was a little boy, I wanted I wanted something. My dad said, "Well, there are two things you can do. You can do such and such, cut grass, do whatever. and because i I did get an allowance. Think about savings, too. You have a nice little piggy bank. How about using it? Well, at first go around, I did go work. I did I did that part of it, but I was so happy to have that extra cash. I, I did something stupid, Tim. I spent a lot more than I should have. Now, he never put a limit on what I should spend, but I, I did. I gobbled it up at the candy store, and I did stupid stuff like that. So guess what? I didn't get what I wanted. Because in reality, this is what happened the second time around. He says, "Okay, you know, we all screw up, blah, blah, blah. So we did it again. This season, it's winter. Cleveland gets a lot of snow. So there was going to be plenty of work opportunities. (laughs) And so I got a lot of work, made a lot of money for a little child. Plus Plus, I also had a paper route. And I did well, very well. You know what my dad did? He paid for most of it anyway. He took only about maybe 10 or 20 bucks from me and said, you know what? I just wanted to teach you. And now I'm rewarding you voluntarily Rewarding." He made sure he let me know that he was voluntarily rewarding me. Don't expect this, but because of your good work, and this was, a, you've learned a good lesson. I want to show you how uh, I want to re- reward you for your effort. Yeah. And I never forgot that this, if um, Parents did that. If parents only did that, with my son, his first job was literally a lemonade stand. He was, uh, man, he was a little guy. I think he might have been in kindergarten, I think, or might have been just that summer before kindergarten. He was really little, but he was very, very ambitious. He liked working and and, and seeing us work and everything. And he'd make a lot of money. He was a cute little boy, and, and people would just stop and He'd make some good money. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe we can expand this, franchise this. But in seriousness, though, he got the important lesson at a young age. And he's been running successfully. And it's nothing I had to beat into him. It's nothing my dad had to beat into me. And I'm sure you're that way with your children. I would guess a thousand percent. Bet my life on it. It's just simple. And if if every American child just went through that, as the as the um, Men's Warehouse guy used to say, I guarantee that we'd have a a different nation in many many ways. Because there's there's a lot of moral principles in just those kinds of uh, activities.
2: Yeah, there is a uh, a word that describes very well what you just told us about. It's called parenting. <laughs> if you happen to be a parent, maybe you should look into it, you know, just in case. All right, Ron, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, we will continue on. You guys stay where you're at. We're not going anywhere. Ron's coming back. You'll get to hear uh, more wisdom, and gems of uh, liberty, and loving America, and all the things we do daily, along with some stuff you're probably not going to want to hear, but need to anyway. We'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth.
1: If you're down with love, we wanna make things better. All we gotta do is just come together, weather the storm, and take my hand, and follow my lead to the promised land. We the people, we gotta unite.
3: In order to form a more perfect union,
0: to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America.
2: This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey.
1: Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon.
3: Let's
1: go, Brandon. You know what they say. Let's go, Brandon. She was from a blue state clan, taught to praise the little man. Told that unions saved the working class. He was raised a red state son to love the flag and own a gun. Warned about the greed within the mass. They met beneath the moonlit sky at college party, drunk and high. And when they had degrees, they said their vows. He couldn't say when. Couldn't say how Couldn't say why She was different in his eyes They built careers and had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the public schools So much more from so much less Now they can say when
2: You're listening to Tap into the Truth. My name is Joe Biden. All of this is more than half of the Americans think President Biden will go down as one of the worst presidents in American history.
1: I keep forgetting
2: I'm president.
1: Minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to big free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn duet. Taking your right to self-defense, they say you're safe, but they don't make sense. dangerous response will not turn in the guns. always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real help, to pay. I've got to be free.
2: Damn you, when. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us Uh, again. uh, I am honored to be joined by Mr. Ron Edwards, the host of the Edwards. Notebook, as well as the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. And we are having our traditional Sunday afternoon conversation. It's uh, been a good one so far. If you've missed any of it for any reason, uh, please go back and find the show in the podcast somewhere, wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the first bit of it. But we are continuing. Uh, again, Ron, thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I appreciate it. And before we jump back into another topic, please let everybody know where they can find your work.
3: Well, thank you, Tim. Just simply go to theronedwards.com, theronedwards.com. You can check out the Times and many of the places where you can find the Ron Edwards American Experience, which which is on Monday through Friday, and also rebroadcast on terrestrial outlets on the weekends. Check it out there, and also check out where you'll find the world's best-tasting coffee. And simply go to theronedwards.com. That's theronedwards.com. And also, why don't you check me out as well on Rumble? Join my Rumble uh, video channel over there at The Ron Edwards. It's that simple. The Ron Edwards on Rumble.
2: All right. Now, for those of you that are listening to this broadcast, if you have not made your way to Rumble yet and uh, started leaving behind big tech, get get away from YouTube as quickly as you can. Please come join us. Come hang out with us. I've got a Rumble uh, channel as well, uh, and uh, it's, it's a fun place you'll find all the great stuff. And guess what? They're not trying to censor conservatives on Rumble. So come on over. The the videos are fine. (laughs) I don't know. I wanted to say the water's fine, but uh, that didn't seem to work. Okay, uh, Ron, obviously, uh, things are continuing to grow uh, (laughs) uh, message-wise, and uh, we are getting a more receptive audience. Uh, I see it weekly. I know you're experiencing the same thing. Uh, It's one of those things where there is a thirst for truth as much as there is uh, thirst for those of us who are unafraid to speak the truth. Uh, some of us take different uh, approaches and different tacks, but most importantly, we step up and we say the things that make people believe in the Second Amendment, because guess what? If you don't believe in protecting somebody that says things that maybe you disagree with, then you don't really believe in the Second Amendment. Uh, a good example this past week, I, I know uh, not... Uh, on the specific uh, topics that we're going to discuss today. And if you want to comment on it, you can. I just wanted to throw it out there for general consumption. But this past week we saw where a certain guy who's often referred to as a conspiracy theorist, first and Mm. foremost, ended up losing a lawsuit to parents of a certain school shooting And I'm trying to be very vague here, Uh, and I don't know why (laughs) in particular. I mean, we've talked about uh, (laughs) this gentleman on many occasions in the past. But uh, what bothers me here is it doesn't matter what his name is for the purpose of what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter who sued him. It doesn't matter what he was saying. This guy was a media figure. He's been banned from all social media. He's uh, down to uh, limited opportunities for the radio broadcast that he does, and this ridiculous lawsuit that with a ungodly dollar amount that they've attached to him uh, because some random people that listen to his programming evidently harassed a few of these parents. They want to blame that on him. So I'm leaving the name out, even though everybody in their grandmother knows exactly who I'm talking about, because I want to make the point That it doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter if you're a fan of this guy, if you love everything he ever said, or if you just think, okay, well, about half the time he's okay, and then the other half he's a little over the top, or if you literally despise everything he ever said. The way the Second Amendment works is he had the right to say these things. He had the right to speak what he believed to be true, and we've even got judicial uh, rulings in the last decade that says – he doesn't even have to believe it to be true. He's still protected speech. Now, he did it to make money, obviously. That's part a big part of what they do over there. But the, the reason why it doesn't matter, what he was saying doesn't matter. The point here is that if you believe in the Second Amendment, then you have to believe that, like it or not, what he's saying Is protected speech. It's okay to say it. Disagree with it. And what is the proper response when you disagree with something you're hearing? Either A, throw some speech back at it, or B, change the channel and stop listening. Tune it out. You don't have to be bothered by something or someone that's saying stuff that you think is crazy. But to go after him, to attack him, to try to silence him in this same fashion, just means you're opening the door for these same people to do the same thing to everybody else. So now pretend instead of this guy that is somebody that you actually honor, respect, and believe in. Do you really want the powers that be, whoever's in charge of government at any given moment, to be able to shut down somebody that you do want to hear from just because they don't like what he's saying? It's a dangerous road and it's a slippery slope. Anyway, with that being said... Ron, uh, like I said, if you want to comment on that, you're welcome to. But then I wanted to get on the subject of these uh, green protesters that have been just all over Europe the last little bit. So I'll I'll give you a second if you wanted to comment on the free speech bit. Uh, Otherwise, we can jump right into the next topic.
3: Sure. Just a couple of remarks. We've already seen the shutdown of someone we like to hear from, and that's Donald John Trump. And the fact of the matter is, um, the left wants to control who's who gets hurt and who doesn't Because it's no longer about Well, I, I just don't like what you're saying I don't agree with it I don't want anyone else to have the opportunity to reject Or accept what you have to say Because I'm on a mission to destroy the country And how dare anyone like uh, the person you didn't want to mention Or anyone else like Trump Try to speak on behalf of this country to save it from us. And so we're going to shut everyone down. That's basically what's going on. Yeah. Because you could be Jesus. Oh, that did happen to Jesus. He, he, he did nothing but tell truth. And offer eternal life too. And they shut him down. So, And it's the same game. And it will continue until the return of Jesus. And unfortunately, the, the people on the right, the Christians, the political right, don't have... The intestinal fortitude to do what is right concerning this effort to shut us down because many of them are too cowardly or they're jealous of a popular Trump and they're willing to help the Democrats undermine him. They're willing to shut down the person that you didn't want mentioned because I found it to be more right than wrong. And when he did get crazy, the few times I heard him get crazy, I did exactly what you said, Tim. I switched the channel. See, a person can say whatever they want to say, but you are not obligated to stand there and listen. You can't ignore. You can ignore and walk away, turn it off, and 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 be done with it. And and that's what Americans have to get back to, the the masses. You're gonna always gonna have control freaks in politics and in church. Yeah, I did say church. <laughs> and but it's up to we the people. To shake, to shake, rattle, and roll this, this madness, or we will continue in this vein until our country's destroyed, and, uh, you know, we'll be at the mercy of the leftist, and uh, we'll be hanging tough until uh, the, the return of the Lord.
2: Yeah. yeah, I just want to make one more comment, and that is, anybody out there that's claiming to be a liberal, uh, liberals are the people that used to say that while they may not agree with what I'm saying, They will fight to the death to protect my right to say it. That's a liberal. Uh, And sadly enough that most conservatives today are closer to being a uh, traditional liberal than -hmm. the people that claim the title. You are a leftist if you want to shut down speech. And I'm sorry, there's only one reason to want to shut down speech, and that is the fact that you cannot win the argument If it's actually just being debated, you cannot win on facts. You cannot win on merit. You lose when we speak facts, when we speak truth. And if it was any other way, you wouldn't be afraid of us running our mouths. Because then if we're just sitting here and Ron, if I am talking and talking and talking, if I'm saying just a bunch of crap that's either not true or can be easily debunked or is just ridiculously crazy, then let me talk so you can have all the evidence you need to prove What what an insane guy I am. The solution to bad speech is more speech, period. End of that discussion.
3: There you go. (laughs) Sustained.
2: All right. Thank you, sir. I I want you to be the judge of more of my cases. All right. With with all that being said, and I really didn't even intend on going down that path, but you know what? It just hit me and I just felt the need to say it. So, um, Ron, I know by now that you have seen some of these videos. Uh, Just about everybody has. Usually, I'm one of the worst at uh, checking these videos and seeing them ahead of time. I'm usually behind the curve. So I usually feel like if I've seen them, then I know that there's only like maybe two or three people left on the planet who haven't because I'm always late to these parties. But I have really uh, kind of enjoyed some of it because some of it is just uh, applying to my mean streak, I guess. But uh, these eco-warriors, the green protesters that we've seen throughout Europe, especially in London and in Paris in particular the last few days, uh, these protests have obviously been organized. They've been doing a lot of silly stuff. Uh, These two girls that threw the tomato soup on Van Gogh's The Sunflowers and then glued their hands to the wall (laughs) and – then, of course, some of these protesters in Paris, and part that I love about this one video that I saw was that uh, they had glued their hands to the asphalt <laughs> of the streets trying to block it. And I, I I told you about this a little beforehand before we started uh, our uh, conversation.
1: Uh,
2: it just brings to mind this uh, saying we have in these parts, and that is, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> these, these guys had glued their hands to the asphalt and the, the Paris police officers were just walking over and ripping their hands up off of the asphalt. And this one guy just started rolling around in pain. And it's just like, I don't like the idea of police brutality, but if you do stupid stuff, guess what's going to happen, boys and girls. Anyway, your thoughts on all this mess, Uh, because it's just uh, as funny as it is to see this happening like this, there is a very serious underlying current here that, that deserves some conversation.
3: Well, it's the same goal as all leftist movements. It is to destroy the stability, the blessed stability of Western culture. One of the biggest blessings of all of Western culture, well, two of them, has been the the the, the massive farming blessings and energy. Two of the things that contributed to Uh, bringing about a comfortable or more uh, prosperous lifestyle for the average citizen in the West, and um, they want to use their leftist ideology to destroy all that. It's not about saving the planet, though that's what they say it is about. It is not about saving the planet, because if that were the case, my friend, you would not have leftists who are in support of all these things they say to shut down uh, oil, to shut down uh, farming, in modern farming, this, that, and the other, you would not have these same people that are backed by corporations that work to put poisons in our foods. You would not have people on the left who are in politics, who are on a daily basis sprinkling harmful things into the environment to the point where clouds are even different formations now than they used to be when we were little. It is very seldom now, at least where I live, that you see just plain, beautiful, puffy, cumulus clouds. Now they're rigid and they're, they're like ridges and, and they're funny shape now um, because they continue to spray these crystals and aluminum. That's another thing that is commonly because they want it to get into the, the environment
2: No, 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 Ron, no, Ron, 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 Ron. that's just climate change, Ron, that's just climate change, and and (laughs) the sad part is, that is man-caused, it's just governmentally caused, (laughs) I'm sorry, go
3: ahead. That's true, (laughs) and that's the climate change that they're going to use on the incurably stupid, not ignorant, but stupid masses who will then further buy into the climate change movement. Not realizing, such as the was the case, since you brought up brought that up, that was partially the case with the giant hurricane that just devastated Florida. That was artificially uh, fed with crystals that enabled it to slow down dramatically, and that's why Fort uh, what is that uh, Fort Myers is no more. It's Fort Les now, and other areas of Florida that were totally devastated unlike any other um, hurricane ever, um, in such a massive scale. And and, and so you're going to have artificially produced conditions that will cause the incurably stupid masses to be called in and to buy in to their own demise, economically, food-wise and otherwise, and their rights and it's because most people are not looking into this. Most people didn't look into to see uh, what I saw. And, and the, actually, this in this case, with the, um, this particular hurricane, it was brought to my attention. Someone else schooled me and said, hey, look at this. You talk about uh, artificial um, seeding of uh, weather patterns and all that. Well, here's a perfect example. Because there were a numerous uh, ideas. They wanted to wipe out massive swaths of Florida so the people wouldn't have a place to vote. Well, they forgot. It was one thing they forgot that Ron DeSantis is not a dummy and he's not a sleepy guy like a Mitch McConnell. So he says, "Okay, guess what? We're going to have mobile voting units all over the state. People can go and vote. No problem. That's it. And and this coming Monday, Monday, uh, excuse me, folks will be going back to school. They're going to have mobile school units so that education can continue. So it is what it is, Tim. It goes on and on and on. And um, the problem is, see, all these things that you're talking about, you brought up this this situation. If more people had the common sense of the Dutch farmers who are dealing with the same issues that they are in England and France, the Dutch farmers are saying, guess what? They promise fresh protests after government backs plan to forcibly seize farmland due to climate change proclivities. But they're saying, no, we're we're, we're going to protest and we're going to fight this. Now, what if the whole population say, you know what? We want to eat, so we're going to participate in our own battle for freedom and join the farmers, et cetera, et cetera. This stuff would go kaput, kaput.
2: Well, I'm afraid we're at a point now where we are going to have to do that anyway. Uh, There is no doubt anybody that understands the the very first step of the uh, Great Reset, as the uh, folks at the World Economic Forum had defined it, This is all part and parcel of that, and this is part of a plan that's been ongoing for a while. And you can call it conspiracy theory all you want, but it's a theory that these elitists are putting into practice full-blown right now. There's a reason why China and Bill Gates currently own more farmland in the United States than American farmers do. There's Mm -hmm. a reason why they're trying to prevent and we're trying to prevent the use of fertilizers in uh, Indonesia. And in throughout Europe, well before this debacle started, and well before the shortage took place as a result of the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. This was all part of a plan to weaken the average citizen and to keep us uh, very um, well positioned in their minds under their thumbs. So, yeah, once you recognize this for what it is and you see it, it's past the time of picking a side. And uh, if we don't join these farmers and start stepping up for ourselves as well, then uh, we run the risk of waiting a little too long and to be a little too late. Uh, unfortunately, they have the youth bamboozled. They have intentionally taken over education throughout the world, not just here. We talk about it a lot here, Ron, but we know we've seen it in Europe. We've seen it in Canada. Uh, we've seen it in a lot of other uh, countries not just western civilization but also throughout the world and either they're embracing the 16th slash 17th century mindset of the islamic ideology or they're trying to force a pre-medieval mindset on uh, folks where they do not understand that you should actually critically consider the things you're being told by these so-called leaders, if you don't engage in critical thinking, you're going to find yourself in a very bad position. And that's as diplomatically as I can put
3: that. And that's it in right there, because it's, it's, it is, you know, that's, that's the way it is. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, um, at the stupidity, the mere stupidity of this, I cannot be any. I can't put it any other way, um, Tim. Uh, and and this is a total. What's going on in Europe, Western Europe, and more and more increasingly in this country? Even though the the Chinese were allowed and Bill Gates to buy more land than what the American farmers own, did you know that American farmers still? I'm talking about the family farmers still produce 88% of all of our food.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the smallest amount of land to do it on and they're still the ones doing the work.
3: Yeah. So and 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 so a lot of the uh, um the, the land that they're buying the two enemy uh, consortiums whether it's a uh, Gates or the Chinese even if they just don't, if they buy it up and don't grow any food, it's just to try to starve us out, but they forget the innovation capabilities of Americans and American farmers. And so what we need to do is get an administration, first of all, and I'll ask you this, I understand about freedom and freedom, free market economics, but I don't think that means that you should allow your avowed enemy to buy up your strategic farmland. I, Uh, You know, correct me if I'm wrong or or am I right, Tim?
2: Uh, You're certainly not wrong. Uh, At the end of the day, if you're going to promote the uh, fundamentals of freedom and liberty, you have to be doing business. uh, Well, you know, I'm going to do something we're not supposed to do, Ron. I'm going to engage in some biblical principle here. You have to be engaging yourself in an honest, well-intended agreement with someone else who also is honest and well-intended. They plan on backing up their side of whatever bargain you've made. Uh, If you're engaging with a pronounced and declared enemy, then you, while you can negotiate for peace, all you want to engage in business practices is risky at best, but to do anything that puts your own security at risk, well... That's not only a violation of biblical principle and a violation of common sense, which unfortunately has become so rare it's practically a superpower. It's also a violation of the oaths of office for every political individual who currently holds an office and it is a violation of the public trust. They are in a position where they're supposed to be protecting that land for the best interest of America, and unfortunately for the rest of the world, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they want to acknowledge it or not, what is in the best interest of America generally still tends to be in the interest of the entire world at large because when we're prosperous, others prosper too. When we don't, well, the whole thing becomes quite the... uh, well, again, I'm going to be diplomatic because I have to watch my wordage here, but it becomes quite the unpleasant show.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And this, but it is amazing how this is exactly what the leftists want. They desire misery. They desire suffering. They desire starvation. They desire that because they, they literally do not, like we the people and they think that they are the they are privileged it is their privilege to screw us over but it is not our obligation for us to allow it to happen
2: yeah unfortunately it's just another tool in their little toolbox to keep us divided because if we get together and recognize them for what they're doing we stop them in a heartbeat It's just done. They can't proceed without us being divided and fighting amongst ourselves. You know what, Ron? That brings me to another topic that we had talked about, maybe discussing some, and I I think we probably should go full-throated into it, and that is this still does come down to biblical principles and, unfortunately, the whitewashing of biblical principles, even among those who claim to be Christian.
3: Absolutely. Um, The whitewashing of biblical principles has— Uh, Put America on the threshold of possible death as a great nation. As I've talked to you in the past, Tim, and you know this. I I wasn't telling you anything new, but you knew that this—that America was founded on biblical principles—and for many years, until quite recently, most uh, um, Americans operated based upon Christian principles. Even if they didn't know it, because that was part of the, um, the, the legacy of our land. We just operated according to certain principles. We did it this way and things succeeded and we just kept going at it. But there was always this concerted effort, beginning in earnest with John Dewey, to undercut all of that because John Dewey understood how America was blessed and he wanted to undermine it because he, uh, an elitist, a leftist elitist, didn't think that we the people the commoners deserved a, a good lifestyle, that we should be plundered, we should be under the boot heel of big government. Even Ali Obama said that we people, the, 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 America, the American people don't know what the hell they want. <laughs> uh, Bob Dole said that. Republican Bob Dole said that once in, in the halls of Congress. The leftists think that we don't know what we want and that we're stupid and they think it is their job to prove it by screwing us over and plundering us into utter misery. And in some cases, death, whether it was the National Socialists of Germany, which did it to the Jews, and the, the, the Mussolini Italians who did it to blacks in northern Africa during the same time period, same philosophical base. Whether it was the Democrats uh, under Andrew Jackson and beyond who plundered blacks in the United States, especially in the south. They, they, these leftists of all ages, decide who or who should suffer and who should not and proceed to to act upon those desires to make people suffer. That is why Mr. Biden wants taxpayers to pay for transformative uh, operations for children. That's why doctors are now the American Medical Association and the Pediatrics Association. I don't I don't think that's the proper name, but the uh, Uh, American pediatricians and uh, hospitals in general have gone to the government and say, hey, we want you to go after parents who defy us in our efforts to transition transition their little children. Well, how do we get here, Tim? How in Sam Hill do we get here? Well, we got here, boys and girls, we got here because we stopped being adamant about right and wrong and standing up for what is right. And so the, those that, that were uh, in the the ballpark of wrong, hey, they said, well, we'll stand up, we'll do what we want to do, and we'll have our way. So, and so, so we have to say, you know what, we are done, we are done, we are done with this. And like you just said a few minutes ago, if we were to get together and push back, but unfortunately, Tim, I, I hate to say this, oh my gosh, And it's worse on the Christian side than even in the political side. Um, I I wish I didn't know. Sometimes I wish I didn't know scripture so I could do something, some things in ignorance, like give the names one after another of all these evil ministers, some small, some big that I know of, and the things that they support. Well, we know publicly of warlock uh, of Atlanta, that that, uh, senator, warlock. You really study and see what that man is into, but he's no different than others. Other than the Pope, he's no different than um, many. I mean, T.D. Jakes. I'm sorry, I I, 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 I see. I get so ticked off. I get to the point where I don't care. And these people are very dangerous. They are misleading people by the thousands every single Sunday, and then they use they ensconce it in scripture. And you have evil Christians, even in the conservative ranks, they undercut each other. Well, who are you? You ain't nobody. I never heard of you. I can be as right as rain, as rain, unpolluted rain. And these are what Christians will tell you. If they haven't heard of you, somebody else would even introduce you. Well, he's in the media. He does this and the other. Mm -hmm. After being introduced, well, who are you? I never heard of you. To which I said, well, who are you? I still don't know you. And I walk away. Oh, Ron! how could you how could you act like that? You're in church. I said, well, so is he. And uh, that's where that's where I would interject
2: with uh, saying that church is uh, a matter of the people who are there, not the building. (laughs) And uh, if that's the message (laughs) you're getting, that don't feel too much like what uh, the definition of church is to me. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: But you're you're right. But I'm just saying that that is more that kind of attitude
2: yeah.
3: is more common than you might think. I'm, I I promise you it is. And if 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 what I was saying was not spot on, I promise you this that we would not be in the condition that we we are in. We are divided as Christians in so many ways. I I will even share some things with you privately. I mean, it will just blow your wig off. And then you wonder why. You don't, but many people wonder why. Why is it that, you know, there's almost two billion Christians, but boy, they seem to be the weakest link. Well, technically we are. And it's because we've done it to ourselves. And no wonder Jesus, when he was walking the earth, said, the people of the world are wiser than my people. And there's many reasons why. Because it's, a lot of this ignorance amongst the Christians and Republicans, or those who call themselves conservatives, it's willful, willful Willful, They don't want to do things the right way because they have their own inner prejudices, their own inner—and I'm not talking about a racial prejudice. No. It's it's on a higher level than that. Social prejudice. I'll put it to you that way. And they may may be on a lower level than than you, but they will view you in a certain way as uh, an excuse to ignore you or ignore others. Not pray for this president, not pray for this, not get out and get active in society, be lazy as a parent. I mean, I've seen it across the board. I could write a book on this stuff. And it, it, it's why is it that the probably the biggest organization in the world, if you look at Christianity as a whole, is one of the most weakest, divided, in some cases, stupid. 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 Stupid Christianity. I, You know, when I learned about what happened in the Scopes Monkey trial, I was a very young guy, and I almost walked away from that. That that in itself almost caused me out of fright to walk away from Christianity. I said, oh, my God, I don't want to be. I don't want to be judged as that stupid because they had all the evidence against evolution. They had society backing them because. Uh, the the church had more way had a lot of authority back then. All the church had to do was say boo almost, <clears throat> but they gave it up. They gave it up, and the judge ruled in favor of the evolutionists and made that as as as, as the main part of uh, a creation and, and education. And you know the rest is history. And 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 the Christians were divided amongst themselves even in that. That was also part of what why they lost and how they presented themselves. Is dummies. And so we, we have stupefied, dummified ourselves as, as, a, as a whole. Yes, you have excellent, uh, wonderful examples of superior intellect and, and achievement, like um, um, Wilberforce of England, who convinced that nation to give up slavery in uh, 1839. Now, if you were to go by the judgmental Christians of America today, Wilberforce would have been turned away because, oh, he's involved in a political issue. Case, uh, you ever heard of a network called K Love, a, a Christian music network?
2: Yes, yes, I have.
3: Okay, okay. I can't listen to them. I can't stand them. I cannot stand them. One day I was listening, right, and someone called. You know, they take calls, and someone called in about the horrors of uh, abortion. And this was during the Ali uh, Obama era. It was something. It was dealing with a particular issue of the day. And the host said, oh, I'm sorry, we we can't, we won't be talking about abortion. That's too political. And she said it like that, too. And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> abortion, life. Uh, if, if you're a Christian organization and you think that's, and, and, and you want to throw the word political because Christians have been conned into believing that, oh, my God politics is the worst human worst of human existence no the only reason politics is bad as it is is because evil people are involved medicine hospitals were not considered to be evil places until recent years when evil doctors took over pediatricians were used, were once fondly thought of but now they are an evil organization who are now trying to get the government they wrote a letter to the government to say hey will you go after parents who are basically trying to protect their children from us from cutting the breast off of little teenagers and doing, you know, what to the boys.
2: Not just parents, Ron, but also people like you and me who are willing to go uh, on social media and to speak publicly on the airwaves about the evil of what they're doing about it too.
3: Yeah. So, and look at Candace Owens. They want to go after her now watch watch out the A R. the irs is gearing up to go after her because of her support of brexit because they don't want their negroes their negro too many negroes are leaving oh, well mostly men and I, I remember when i first met my wife she was we were dating and i used to harp about the attack on the black man and it wasn't from the typical leftist oh, the white man the white man picking on the black man no it wasn't that stupidity it was about how? The leftist white man in conjunction with the black female were out to destroy the black man, good black man. They didn't mind the trash. You know, they didn't mind the pookies and the ray rays, but they did not like good black men. They didn't want the example of a Frederick Douglass out there. They didn't want even clean singing groups out there where the where the guys were positively looked at, like the young Jackson Five or something. Oh no, we gotta get rid of that. And that's why you saw after their era came in the trash, the rap trash, to make sure there were there were no never be any clean looking, nice looking uh black teen idols anymore. No. Of a positive nature.
2: Well Ron, they and, didn't even let Bill Cosby uh continue uh his campaign because he was out there talking about how it was time for everybody to stop blaming the white man and start taking responsibility and start getting fathers back into the homes and then all of a sudden uh stuff that had been questionable in his past that uh well beyond what you would normally think a statue of limitations would have survived on such things in the first place where you know obviously not giving the uh the stamp of approval for what happened by any means, Uh, definitely not a good thing he was doing, but it was common practice at the time for celebrities. And it's not like these women didn't know what was going on. So, you know, that doesn't make it right either, but it's not like it was a, a big time criminal offense. They, they drug this out to try and destroy him and his reputation. And it was all just to shut him up because they didn't like the fact that he was, preaching about self-responsibility and self-respect.
3: And he was mainly talking to the young men. Yeah. He was telling him to pull up their pants and do this, that, and the other. And even though he did what he did in Hollywood, which, by the way, was very common. That's one of the other reasons why they didn't go after him too much, because they, f- they probably thought back then, well, he can point his finger at us. Hey, let me tell you something one one of one guy that I used to thought was a an angel in a suit was Jerry Lewis but if you were to learn about him he makes what came out on Bill Cosby he made Bill he makes Bill Cosby look like a boy scout but Jerry Lewis never came out and t- attacking um, the behavior of black little boys or suggesting that they get their act together and things like that or speaking about moral issues. So he was allowed to die with his secrets. But two women have sp- spoken out. There were his, you know, his, one, his, his contemporaries. And it's one of the reasons why he and um, Dean Martin broke up, because. This, you know, the innocent, goofy image that Jerry Lewis was not what he really was like. From he was a, a wife beater, he was, uh, he did horrible things in front of the starlets
1: uh-huh.
3: to them in the, in the dressing rooms that make, like I said, make Bill Cosby look like <laughs> you know a good boy,
2: right? Okay. Uh, welcome to the choir, uh, young man. Uh, you're now one of the choir boys. You're, you're the best of what we have to offer. Oh, no. <laughs> Ron, you know, I, I hate it, but I'm looking at the clock, and we have been talking better than an hour at this point. So I guess we need to kind of start ra- wrapping uh, things up just a little bit. But, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. We we see weakness in Christianity, not because Christians are weak, but because so many of those that are supposed to be leading the flock have moved away from the gospel. And we've had a lot of people that are being led astray that are buying into this notion that Jesus was all about turn the other cheek when unfortunately uh, there are times when it's time to flip the tables and whip the money changers. And uh, I think we're swiftly approaching the time where that's something that Christians are going to have to stand up and start doing too. Uh, There's a group of Psalms. Uh, that are, in fact, psalms of war. And it may be time for us to start singing those again as well. If we want to forget saving the republic, if we just want to save humanity uh, at all, that time is swiftly approaching. Evil has such a stranglehold, Ron, And I hate to leave uh, our conversation at that point. So something positive real quick. Oh, yeah, we ain't done yet. We're not only in that fight, but we're going to win that fight. Ron, any uh, final thoughts you'd want to share today?
3: Yes, I would. I want to congratulate Tennessee for uh, defeating Alabama.
1: <laughs>
3: and I look and I look forward to Ohio State to, continuing to roll. And I know you're an SEC guy, but I look forward to uh, the day when Ohio State and Alabama can get back together for a nice classic football rumble. And uh, anyway... Congratulations to Tennessee. I'm looking at a picture of them. Now they're tearing down the goalpost that they threw in the river.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a minute since we've been able to do that. So we it seems a silly thing to be happy about, but it brings a smile to my face too, even though that's expensive. And and I don't like wasting money, (laughs) Ron. Let's just light up the Victory cigars and leave it at that. But there wasn't any stopping them. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. We are now have to make sure we don't, uh, stumble against Kentucky, who's pretty good when they're healthy. And then we got a big matchup after that, uh, presuming that we don't, uh, lose to the Wildcats, uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs and man, oh man, I, I can't imagine what it's going to be like right here on Rocky top. Uh, should we manage to pull those off too? Because at that point, hmm, don't yeah. know if there's anybody I- left on the schedule.
3: I, I can I can almost guarantee you guys will not lose to, as you said, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to lose to those guys. No way. Uh, but I cannot say the same when it comes to Georgia. Oh, my goodness. Well,
2: Georgia's pretty good. But my only concern is that Georgia's right after Kentucky. Kentucky is shown when they're healthy. They're pretty good. Yeah, they and, are. And I would really, really hate to overlook them and get caught. Because, again, you know how I was talking at the top of the show about how in college those kind of crazy upset things can happen, and that's part of why I like it better than Pro. That's the kind of crazy upset thing that just might happen what we call a little trap game. (laughs) It's like, okay, we should win, so we're looking ahead. Oh, crap, we waited too long to start playing for real for this one. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen as long as we stay healthy, but, yeah.
3: (laughs) I've heard... I've heard the Tennessee coach speak, and I, I just don't think that uh, he's one of the good coaches. I really do believe that, and I don't think he'll he'll let his players uh, drift in in such a such a manner. And you're going to see a a good game you know, on behalf of the, uh, your team next week. I I can I can al- almost prom- I will I'll go out on a limb. I'll promise you the victory. Yeah. I've watched Tennessee. I've I've seen their coach. I'm very impressed with the coach. And uh the rallying around the the guys seem to really like that coach and so uh I think you guys have a good thing going and uh man, it's you're gonna it's gonna be fun. Um now with Georgia, I don't know.
2: Uh, it's, I it's just done, I'm yeah.
3: like whew.
2: Yeah, we've got UT Martin for homecoming first, then we get Kentucky, then we get Georgia, and then the, the hardest part of the schedule is over. And you're right, Josh Heipel and his entire staff, they've done something that we've been missing here for a minute, and that is they're actually teaching kids. Uh, you know, it, it's not a case of, okay, well, here's our starters, let's get them ready, and uh, if one of them goes down, oh, no, what happens? We're seeing guys really being taught their positions and they're improving. Uh, Still a lot of uh, room for improvement, especially in our secondary, but they have still played way better than what they thought. And another thing that I have not heard enough credit being given, both in this Bama game and in the LSU game last week, where we went down to Baton Rouge and, and took control early, special teams. That's Mm -hmm. something Tennessee used to specialize in. We used to have the best special teams in the SEC. We haven't been there in a while, but the special teams has quietly been the difference in these last two games uh, by a long shot. And, you know, everybody talks about uh, Hendon Hooker and the offense. They're not giving enough props to the special teams unit that are doing a great job, but yes, absolutely. This coaching staff, just what the doctor ordered for the good guys in orange.
3: It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Wait, I can't wait till bowl season.
2: All right, sir. As always, thank you so much for joining me. Keep up the fantastic work. God bless you and your efforts, and uh, God bless America. Uh, thank you, sir. And uh, can't wait till we talk again soon.
3: Absolutely. Look forward to it. Take care. Yes, sir.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mister Ron Edwards. <laughs>
3: I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. the NFL be forced to become the NFFL, the National Flag Football League? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Over the past 20 years, anything manly that represents a sense of tough challenges, danger and overcoming possible setbacks has been under attack and saddled with overzealous efforts to make the violent sport of football a safe haven in order to kill interests in the sport. In a recent Monday Night Football game, Kansas City Chief lineman Chris Jones appeared to sack Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, forcing a fumble and recovering the ball. But because Jones accidentally landed on quarterback Derek Carr, officials threw a flag for roughing the passer. Monday Night Football announcer Troy Aikman said that it was time to take the dresses off with regard to excessive roughing the passer calls. Of course, overly sensitive leftist media members went to Nutsville calling Aikman misogynistic. I want to know, what should we call those who are seeking to literally destroy the NFL football and expunge strong masculinity from society in general? Hmm? I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Look, these aren't, we always talk about these children. They're not someone else's children. They're our children. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less ascetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronetwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase. And to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. My name's Joe Biden. Not a
2: joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not
3: joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious. And I mean it. Not a joke. For real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. It's not a joke.
1: I mean it. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight joker. I sure don't
2: want to hurt no one. I keep forgetting I'm president. Well, really wish I could forget you're currently in that position. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for staying with me through that very brief break. And I hope you enjoyed the extended Sunday afternoon conversation with Ron Edwards as much as I enjoyed having it. Obviously, we talked a little more college football than we ordinarily do. uh, And, you know, why not? (laughs) I've mentioned on air multiple times that I am a big-time fan of the good guys in Orange, and this was a momentous occasion, because you have to give Alabama the, all the credit in the world. Nick Saban has turned that program into a powerhouse. Uh, they, for all intents and purposes, essentially get to rec- they get the draft, whereas everybody else has to recruit. Because what top-notch, high-caliber player doesn't prefer to go to Bama first? And we can pick and choose and what have you. It's been that way for a while. Now, that has started to change in recent years. Clemson has stepped up. uh, And they have developed that same kind of uh, flair with their Ws. And uh, you do still have those traditional schools where... Uh, There's a certain amount of local youth just growing up being fans of the program like Michigan and Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, Florida and BYU still has a a very unique fan base. But, uh, you know, it's just really good to see the good guys in Orange get a big time win, especially after the long drought of being relevant, uh, coming so very close under some of the uh, preceding coaches. And uh, we've got a staff in place now that's phenomenal. Josh Heupel, doing fantastic work. Well, I know you guys don't come here to to hear uh, football conversation and commentary, but dadgummit, I'm proud of my boys. And, and they earned it. They went out there. They got after it. Uh, they took a lead. They were in control for swaths of the game. Uh, Bama wrestled away momentum. And then in a situation that would have ended most teams' uh, effort to win that W. They gave up an, an extremely rare turnover for this club. They literally fumbled it and gave a scoop and score late in the game that uh, put the tide up by a touchdown at that point in the game. With And the, they just still fought back. And it's just one of those things where it was a an instant classic. There's no doubt about it. If you're not a fan of college football, I'm sorry for wasting your time on this part of the discussion. But but dadgummit, it, it was a great game. Even if you weren't a fan of either school, but you're a fan of college football, then how on earth could you not have really enjoyed that Game. All right, one more topic before we close things out today in the realm of politics. Uh, Got whiff of a CBS poll that came out, and no surprise, the majority of Americans are blaming Joe Biden for the economy, and they say it's getting worse. So, this brand new CBS News poll predicted uh, that uh, Republicans would likely take control of the House of Representatives after November's midterm elections. But the economic questions were the ones that foreshadowed even worse news for Joe Biden. The CBS YouGov Battleground Tracker Poll surveyed uh, 2,068 registered voters between October 12th and October 14th, asking a number of questions about the upcoming elections, the overall state of the economy, and whether or not they were satisfied with the direction the country was headed. And fortunately for the Democrats, the worst news for them came from the questions about the economy. 65% of the people polled said that they felt like the United States economy was getting worse compared to only 15% who believe it was getting better. Now, I would like to know what drugs those 15% are on. Obviously, they're pretty powerful hallucinogens. (laughs) Now, another 20% said that the economy was staying the same those people also don't seem to have a firm grasp on reality another dramatic swing in gas prices were not helping matters either as it turns out that uh as i was saying, as it turns out that a additional 63% said that uh, gas prices in their area were going up compared to only 13% who said gas prices were going down and again whoever those 13% are were either not paying for their own gas, or they were lying, because at this point, gas prices have started shooting back up everywhere in the country. Now, it may not be as bad in some places as it is in others, but no place has seen it continue to go down. Not at the time of this poll. So, at any rate, by comparison, in August, 53% said the gas prices were going down, and only 16 had said that they were still going up. So, again, most people have noticed. To make matters even worse for Democrats, the majority of those polled said that Democrats and Democrat-led policies were a part of the problem. Now, uh, that's being very polite because it's the biggest majority of the problem, but eh, at least the poll uh, caught that most people understand that. Nearly half of the respondents, uh, right about 48%, said that uh, Democratic policies had harmed the economy, and just under one-third, at 29%, said that they had helped. So at least they have close to a third of the people that took the poll bamboozled. Now, in addition, just over two-thirds, that was at 68%, said that the Biden administration could be doing more to combat inflation, especially considering they're only actually making it worse, while 29% said that the administration was doing everything that it could. Nearly two-thirds said that Biden bore either a lot at 45% or some, 26%, of the responsibility for the current state of the economy, and well over one-third of respondents at 42% said that Republican policies would likely help The economy. So, sorry guys. The jig is up. And most of the American voters have figured out the truth. Hang on to your socks. Prepare to lose the House. And be ready to turn over the keys to the White House. Because, well, the American people have got you figured out. In the meanwhile, that's it for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining me. As always, remember, don't take my word for it definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. If the good are unafraid.